Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Djokovic is held up in a Melbourne hotel, Coveney is in London, Pope Francis is kind of in trouble, and many Americans are, well, in denial. It's Thursday, January 6th. Here's your News Fix. Tennis star Novak Djokovic is possibly going to be deported from Australia after making it all the way to Melbourne Airport, only to be told he could not enter the country. The background here is that Djokovic's entry to the country was already a contentious matter. The athlete has previously expressed his opposition to vaccinations, but had seemingly been successful in applying for a medical exemption. The exemption was met with a lot of criticism among Australians who have experienced very strict restrictions throughout the pandemic. Upon arrival to Melbourne Airport for the upcoming Australian Open, Djokovic was told he did not meet the valid entry requirements. He is now in a hotel as lawyers seek to appeal the decision. In terms of the diplomatic angle unfolding in this story, the Serbian president backed his national tennis champion, saying he was the victim of harassment. And on this note, many questions remain. It has not yet been clarified what the exemption was for, why the visa wasn't considered valid, and also why Djokovic's case is different to the other handful of players who were apparently granted exemptions. It remains to be seen whether Djokovic will meet Australians on court or in court. And yes, we went there. Now today marks a year since a violent mob of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol, refusing to accept that he had lost the November election. In terms of what's happening today to mark the anniversary, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will speak today from the Capitol about the dark day a year ago. Many Republicans won't be there, instead traveling to a former senator's funeral in Georgia. It's worth noting that former President Donald Trump had planned to hold a press conference today in Mar-a-Lago, but canceled it citing the quote, total bias and dishonesty of the committee investigating January 6th, Democrats in general, and quote the fake news media. According to Reuters, Twitter has put together a monitoring team that will quote, be specifically watching and preparing for harmful content related to the anniversary. In terms of where things stand today a year later, well, according to a recent Axios survey, only 55% of Americans believe Biden legitimately won the election. And as you can imagine, there is so much content out there today to mark this anniversary. But the former president Jimmy Carter's piece in the New York Times really jumped out to us. It is called, I fear for our democracy. One of the quotes circulating the most from that piece says, quote, our great nation now teeters on the brink of a widening abyss. Without our immediate action, we are at genuine risk of civil conflict and losing our precious democracy. And in the newsletter, we've also included a link to a piece by Donny O'Sullivan, who interviewed a lot of Trump supporters that remain in denial to this day. Looking to what's happening today, in London, Ireland's Minister for Foreign Affairs, Simon Coveney, will meet with his British counterpart, Liz Truss, this evening. According to RT News, it will mark the first in-person meeting of the pair since Truss took over Brexit responsibilities in December. And in Ireland, four men accused of organising the infamous event in August 2020 that became known as Golfgate will go on trial from today. The event received so much backlash for breaking restrictions, it ultimately led to the resignation of a minister and the then European commissioner, Phil Hogan. The Irish Times noted the offence is punishable by, quote, a fine of up to €2,500 and or six months in prison. Looking at what else is going on, Gillian Maxwell's lawyers argue she should receive a new trial after a jury member spoke to media about being a victim of sexual abuse. The background here is that the juror, known as Scotty David, told Reuters that during deliberations, some others on the jury expressed doubts about the accounts of two of Maxwell's accusers. David then acknowledged he told the jury about his own experience of sexual abuse as a child. 
Maxwell's lawyers say the jurors' comments acknowledge a bias against the defendant. Remember that last Wednesday, Maxwell was convicted on five out of six counts and could spend the rest of her life in jail. So it's an important story and one we'll definitely keep an eye on for you. Also making news yesterday, Pope Francis said those who choose to have pets over children exhibit, quote, a certain selfishness in comments that are sure to ruffle a few feathers. Pope Francis said, quote, today we see a form of selfishness. We see that some people do not want to have a child. Sometimes they have one and that's it. But they have dogs and cats that take the place of children. This may make people laugh, but it is a reality. And on this story, The Guardian had some really helpful context in their article. For example, Italy's birth rate was 22% lower in December 2020 than it was the same month a year prior. Meanwhile, the drop in Spain was 20% and 13% in France. A story we are all keeping an eye on this morning, there are multiple reports circulating that Britain and Ireland could be set to enter a joint bid to host the 2028 Euros in football, scrapping original plans to try and host the 2030 World Cup. While a decision would have to be made before March, the Times reported the shift in focus to the Euros is now, quote, looking odds on. In terms of why this shift would even take place, apparently it is too risky to bid for the World Cup, with FIFA likely wanting to explore new territories to host. In some quick pandemic updates, in Ireland, as of midnight, unvaccinated people arriving into the country no longer need proof of a negative test. Italy is set to make vaccines mandatory for those above the age of 50 in regulations described as some of the strictest in Europe. As Politico reported, from mid-February, anyone working over the age of 50 in Italy will be suspended if they don't have proof of vaccination or for having recently recovered from coronavirus. In England, 1 in 15 people had COVID-19 in the last week, and when it comes to London, that figure becomes 1 in 10. In another quick update, Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, who is being treated for intestinal issues, has been discharged from hospital. Remember that the president has had a number of health issues ever since being stabbed while on the campaign trail in 2018. And lastly, religion and representation. Dame Maureen Lippin has sparked a debate after criticizing the casting of fellow Dame Helen Mirren in the upcoming movie about the first female Israeli prime minister. Why? Well, it's because Mirren is not Jewish. Lippmann argued the Jewishness of the character is so integral. The editor of the Jewish Chronicle, however, Stephen Pollard, said Lippmann, quote, couldn't be more wrong on this, adding the logic of her position is that the only character any actor can play is themselves. However, Jewish comedian Sarah Silverman has expressed similar beliefs to Lippmann in the past, saying, quote, there's this long tradition of non-Jews playing Jews, and not just playing people who happen to be Jewish, but people whose Jewishness is their whole being. That's today's fix. Have a great day.